It's been a tough past two weeks here in T-Town. Soccer gods have not smiled upon the Roughneck fans. That's okay. I'm your therapist. I'm here to talk about it. We're going to set. We're gonna lay down the couch. You're going to tell me what you're feeling, okay, fans? We've got another episode of The Alley coming at you. We'll look back at last week's match versus Orange County. Also, we're going to look forward. We've got a match on Wednesday. We can shake the blues off, right? We've got Timbers 2 coming to town. We've got Kevin McCamish. He will be on to talk about the Timbers 2 and what we will be expecting of them on their midweek match here in Tulsa. So, folks, just relax. Don't worry about the weather. I know we usually get the blankets, the pillows, because it's always stormy here in the alley, but not tonight because it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. All right, folks, thank you so, so very much for joining me this, oh, wish should be better circumstances, but that's okay. Sometimes Shaden Freud, you know, for fans out there of, that aren't fans of the Roughnecks, maybe you're enjoying this a little bit, but I know all my friends here that are Roughneck fans are. It's okay. It's, we're, we're, it's tough times right now, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Uh, another great episode of Tornado Alley podcast coming at you. First, we have some great sponsors I'd like to tell you about. Of course, BGN.FM, that's where you can find our podcast along with others, USL Show, great stuff, uh, Rising Podcast, Rising Phoenix Podcast, uh, just had their fifth podcast, so good stuff there from those folks, and also Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of USL, MLS, U.S. national team, go on roughnecks.com, roughneckscarves.com, R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com for all your scarf needs there, and uh, folks, we also... It is storm season for real. I know here in the Tornado Alley, I know we talk about it all the time, you know, kind of joking, but, you know, someone that's uh, been through a tornado myself, something I I really kind of take serious is is getting your family and everyone safe and New Day Shelters here in Tulsa. Call them. Uh, They have above-ground shelters, great for a small family. My wife and I and, and my son and baby number two, we're, we have one here at my house, and we're, we're happy with it. And, you know, it's one of those things you get the tornado sirens blaring, and, you know, it's like, okay, where are we going to go? What's, what's going to happen? I mean, we had the tornado hit in the middle of the night here in Tulsa back in, you know, last, last August. And, you know, you, you, it's, it's too late by the time those sirens are going, and, you know, you've got family, and it's too late to call people to, you know, hunker down. You just, you, you know, you know, having that there in the house, it, it helps me and my family and just have that assurance that you know you can get somewhere if things get bad and it will protect you and your family. So that's always important. So uh, a New Day Shelters, tell them Roger Graham sent you. I would be very much appreciative of that. But anyway, we've got a great episode tonight. Uh, we've got Kevin McCamish coming on, and he will be up first. We will talk about last week's match versus Orange County. Uh, but anyway, we'll have Kevin up here right now. And also, thank you for all those who are listening on the Facebook live feed. Appreciate it very much. All right, so we will go ahead and queue up Mr. Kevin McCamish. He is, you can hear him on the USL show, 
and also play the kids podcast, both podcasts on the BGN FM beautiful game network. Uh, one of our, I guess we're neighbors, distant relatives. I don't know how that works in the BGN world, but, uh, uh Kevin, uh, how, how's it going tonight, man? I'm going, I'm doing good. Good, good. How are you doing? Well, doing well. I know we were just lamenting over, uh, sick kids and <laughs> the hashtag fatherhood that we're, we're having to uh, go through. But, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, for folks out there, we have, uh, Kevin McCamish covers Portland Timbers too. And yeah, I've had a couple of questions and you can't see the live feed, Kevin, but I'm in my kitchen. Just <laughs> there's no scarves. There's usually scarves hanging behind me. So we've had a couple of <laughs> comments about no scarves behind. But hey, uh, anyway, uh, send them and I'll hang them. Let's put it that way. Uh, Kevin, uh, Timbers 2. Let's talk a little bit about the Timbers 2 for a minute. Uh, I think a team that I look at the match with with uh, Colorado Springs, the result on the road, tough place to play. Doesn't matter how good Colorado Springs is. It's always a tough place to play. Got the one nil victory. I thought put up a really valiant effort against the Sounders too. gave up that penalty, but otherwise I thought Timbers two played pretty well. So this is a team that in my opinion, it looks like they're a lot different and, and a lot more mature than uh, last year's squad. Aren't they? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. They're they're not the team that um, I think a lot of people think they might still be from 2017. Even despite the fact I think that they are what, three games in with two losses and one win. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fact they've already gotten a win, I mean, they've already improved over 2017 just based on that. <laughs> <Right>. But but <laughs> if you take if you take the three different games that they've played individually um with the first game against sounders two you know they're they opened up a brand new stadium they had six thousand fans which was fantastic for them up there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i mean i even want to get up there i think in may when t2 go back um just to check it out they're even closer than seattle so it'd be even faster for me to get up there mm-hmm. but <clears throat> throughout the entire first match from minute one to minute 40 <clears throat> t2 absolutely dominated us too they were playing them off the pitch. Sure. Um, they scored a first. They scored the first goal, and then that last five minutes, they they just fell asleep. Yeah. They made a they made a couple of mistakes. S two capitalized on you know two on a PK and a shot on goal. You know went up two nil. The second half was <clears throat> a little bit more even, mm-hmm. but it's still primarily T two dominated. But S two were able to hold out and get that win, and 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 they deserved it. I mean you know. T2 fell asleep. S2 punished them, got three points at home. You know, it's a good way for them to open up their new stadium and, you know, hats off to the rivals for that one. Mm -hmm. But so, but, but again, there was so much more, there was so much more, like I wasn't, I wasn't sad about that loss because Mm -hmm. there was a lot to look like a lot to be happy with a lot to look forward to this season with T2. If they could keep up those type of performances, Mm -hmm. Um, the next game, they had to travel away to Colorado switchbacks and I didn't have any expectations of them to, you know, get a result. Like, well, maybe a draw. They've done it before, but certainly not sure. a win. And again, through eighty some odd minutes, you know, T two was playing not not better than Colorado Springs, but they were playing at their level. Mm-hmm, and so right. I'm watching, like, I'm watching my team T two play at the level of a team that is that could very well make the playoffs. Like S two, probably not a playoff team. Colorado Springs, probably a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And here they are playing at their level and they're keeping it. I mean, 80 minutes in, it's like, well, this game is probably going to end nil nil. And that's a fantastic result. You know, sure. then Augustine Williams scores his second goal in two games yep. and T two hold out for another eight more minutes and get the three points. I'm like, 
oh my god they they can play that, sure. that's great so, so getting, you get three points yeah and then getting that late goal on the road in a very tough place to play on top of that at, not only a tough place to play but at altitude and oh, the yeah. pitch was awful the pitch was in was in bad condition so <clears throat> that was that all all that was impressive i'm like well that's fantastic second game in they already get three points mm-hmm. you know something to build off of this is actually really good and then going into the game against real monarchs which they played on saturday you know i was like again now here's a team in the west that's probably going to be one of the top two teams mm-hmm. so again we're going away again this team is probably going to play us you know off the pitch but when I was doing my predictions with the USL show, I was like, you know what? Historically, we've gone there. We usually get some sort of result, a 1-1 draw. So that's what I'm going to predict, a 1-1 draw. Right. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> mm. Now, the problem with that game is, again, T2 fell asleep. And Real Monarchs, being the team that they are, you know, they really, really punished T2. Mm-hmm. In the first seven minutes, they get two goals yeah. off of set pieces. I think mm-hmm. in the first 30 30 or 32 minutes they got their third goal and it wasn't until after those three goals that t2 finally woke up finally decided to actually play the game Mm -hmm. so so really there was only one team on that pitch the entire time like t2 were i don't think they even like decided to start playing until the 30th minute and when they did when they did then they again played at the same level as a team that is is a playoff bound team even this early in season i'm like they're going to make the playoffs and mm-hmm. they'll probably be one of the top two teams in the league, real yeah. monarchs and probably Phoenix. I mean, the way everything is going to shake out, probably I'd feel pretty confident saying they'll be top two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so from the 35th minute or so to the end of the game, T2 actually played at their level right. and they got two goals out of it. Now that was, they got they, they, to crawl back at real monarchs, get it back to a three, two match. That's pretty good. Yeah. Real Monarchs, like, they really started to put the pressure on. They got one single goal out of all that. Yeah. And so you can kind of look at that game as, like, two different games. T2 didn't show up. Real Monarchs went up 3-0. Mm-hmm. Then the other half, other part of that game, you look at T2 decided to play and played him to a two to a 2-1 scoreline. Sure. Overall, we didn't get the points. Real Monarchs deservedly won all all the points because they, they definitely played, and they, like I said, they're going to be a good team. But again, there's parts of that game where I can go, hey, it's not just individual players that have promise. It's like this whole team is actually performing better yeah. than they have, not just in better in 2017, but I would almost say this is the probably the best version of T2 I've seen since we've started, you know, sending players and kind of creating this little second team from back in 2015. Yeah. And- so is it going to be playoff bound? I don't know. It's sure. way, way too early to... to decide that but i think another good measuring stick for t2 is going to be their oklahoma road trip where they face you know tulsa on wednesday and oklahoma mm-hmm. city on saturday i think yeah i believe that's correct yeah i was <laughs> i was thumbing through the matches for this week and i, I believe i saw that as as timbers too and it seems like that maybe that was pretty common with tulsa when we play at home match it seems like we're either right after Oklahoma City or right before Oklahoma City or maybe Swope Park or one of the Texas teams, we would you know, it would be them, then us. So I guess they're, they're kind of pairing up Oklahoma City and Tulsa, which are having about as equal uh, about an equal amount of success as each other. So maybe a lot of people are wanting to make their Oklahoma road trip. I'm not sure. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. so, I mean, h- how are you feeling about this match from uh, – well, uh, let me back up. If some of the – Let's just talk. Actually, let's talk about the players first because I know 
Speaking of Tulsa, we have a couple of Tulsa-based or former Tulsa players, Alex Mangles, goalkeeper, and then Moja Dama, who's played significant minutes for uh, the Timbers, too, this year. And I think Mangles started in the first match, and I don't believe he started since, has he? No. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the first match was Mangles mm-hmm. um, because Atanella, one of our one of our primary first-team keepers, I say – one of because I don't know if Gleason or Atnell have really like secured the starting spot, mm-hmm. but Atnell was injured, so McIntosh, our third string, had to sub for Gleason with the first team. So we had Mangles in the first game. The second game, <coughs> excuse me, with Colorado, um, Atnell was there because he was working back from injury, so he mm-hmm. played 90 to make sure he was fully fit. And then the third game, we had McIntosh. Uh, join the fray because Atnella and Gleason were both healthy again. Mm-hmm. So each game's had a different has a different goalkeeper. Mangles was was only in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, with his game, you had a PK. You know, what you gonna do? Most of those going yeah. in. And then the other, the second goal, like <coughs> I don't fault I don't fault him one bit because <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> still trying to get over. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hopefully, we don't the, catch it the, over the, here, right? I know the the second goal was that S two scored like, you know, I I don't want to give him too much credit, but it was a it was a good goal. Oh yeah, you, <laughs> it you was, can't you can't yeah that was a great goal absolutely. <laughs> he got chipped up in the corner. I mean, I don't think a world class keeper is going to stop that one, let alone right. you know a, a USL level keeper. So <clears throat> okay, hopefully that got all out. Um, <laughs> so. He did well, but yeah, Jadama I think has actually started and played all ninety in both in all three games. Now he's actually the first team actually signed him, mm-hmm. and um, not surprisingly, they've loaned him down to the T two for for minutes. <laughs> Partly because I, I would imagine just because like, hey, you've been a fantastic USL defender. You know, we've signed you for just for depth reasons for the first team. Sure. And now we can use you on the on the T2 to actually have a halfway decent defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been I haven't really seen him put much of a foot wrong in three games. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where it's like if you don't notice your defender, he's doing a good job. Yep. So he's he's been doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's how he was here in Tulsa. He was kind of a quiet guy anyway. So. If you didn't hear from him and you didn't hear anything about him, that was a good thing. And you never saw him get beat by his player, you know, by the opposition very much. And we had a question here. Joseph Pugh had asked about Lamar Batista. Uh, any anything on him, or what the future holds? I guess for him. What was that? Uh, Lamar Batista, and just asking oh, about yeah, you know, what, what the future holds for him. Well, it's interesting because uh, like. The thing with with T two this season is they actually went out and got some, some like some USL. I I, I use the term veteran a little loosely mm-hmm. because I'm not talking like you know someone who's played in USL for a number of seasons and they're like 20, 29, 30 and provide mm-hmm. like you know what I would think like a good strong veteran presence, but but someone who's played in USL for a couple of years, right? Um, at you know for an independent team in josh phillips with the colorado rap uh, springs mm-hmm. and also nathan smith who was who was playing for la two and then signed to a first team contract and kind of played between the two teams last season and now he's signed for t2 so you know you, they've picked up a couple defenders 
you know, not just with Jadama signed for the first team and loan down, but also picking up some some veteran USL pieces, guys with solid USL experience to be brought in and kind of like strengthen and solidify the back line. <clears throat> and so I think Batista has kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, I'm sure he's going to get minutes. Um, he's still, he's still part of, of T2 right now. Mm-hmm. And Renico Clark went away. Sadly, you know, I don't, I don't know what any of the details are there. I mean, I, I, I felt that that kid had tons and tons of potential. Mm-hmm. So I was really sad to see him go, but I wasn't surprised yeah. based on how like he had just kind of just fallen off the map last season. Um, and I just don't really know why, but yeah. Batista hasn't fallen off the map. He's still with the team. Um, I think he, I know he hasn't got any minutes yet, but I think he's been on the bench once or twice. Um, or he might be injured. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure because the, the, the T2, they don't really like to share injury information. Sure. They don't feel that's prudent because like, Oh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of hard. Not, it's kind of hard fine. to tell. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Batista played in preseason. So, you know, as long as he didn't get injured on in the training field or whatever, then it's probably a matter of just, you know, T2 trying to just kind of find some stability in defense, get some mm-hmm. results, kind of build from that, show the guys like, Hey, this is, this is what we expect of you. Watch these guys out here that have played in the USL play at that level, be consistent at that level. And then from there, you know, let's get results. And then once right. you get results and you're playing at that level, then let's develop you and prepare you for MLS and start sure. going up that way. And I, and I think what teach who's doing this season is, is, it's different from the other seasons is that they're finally taking the right approach right. to development. Like, like they've got some, some veteran pieces. And again, when I say veteran, these guys are only like 25, 26 years old. So they're not, know, it's kind of, I know it's kind of <laughs> weird saying that I hear you. <laughs> yeah. But I think like the USL, like as an entire league, like, you know, it shouldn't, I think we'll be, when we talk about veterans, we're going to be talking about players that are 24, 25, 26 right. and have played in the USL for two or three, four seasons. Yep. With the way everything's going, I mean, you know, two teams loaning people down, you know, teams expanding, more college kids getting contracts with other teams, whether they're independent, two teams or affiliations or however all that, you know, stuff works. I just think that there's going to be a lot of like, you know, over the course of the next couple of years, we're going to just be seeing a lot of like, this is a guy who's a great veteran presence for this team. And he'll be 25, 26, 27 years old, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and uh, so I, I would, you know, I probably shouldn't be like, <laughs> well, maybe not veteran technically, because I think that eventually that's what a veteran's going to be in USL, which is yeah. great. I mean, that's going to make it exciting because yes, the, you know, youth make mistakes, but I mean, that's part of them learning the game Sure. and, you know, and, and soccer being as wild and crazy as it already is <laughs> unpredictable as it already is. I mean, that adds a more another factor of unpredictability, but also another factor of entertainment Sure, you know, for all the fans and, and all and the stuff. So, <clears throat> but like I said, I mean, T2, what they're doing now, I think is taking a much a different and I think a better approach on how they want to develop to develop their talent. Um, Augustine Williams has done significantly better to start this season than he, than he has since he joined. So mm-hmm. I know that throughout the off season, the preseason, and through training, I know that they're probably teaching him the right stuff because he's his movement's been better. He's making better runs on and off the ball, mm-hmm. finding the space, and he's getting goals for it. I mean, he's already gotten two goals in, in two games, and it, and it's been fantastic to see that. And then even Jeremy uh, um, you know, he has a first team, fourth round or fourth 
number four from the first round pick from the Timbers last season. You know, he had 317 plus minutes last year. He probably deserves more for a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see him get a goal in the last game, that's fantastic. He's doing, he's also learning and doing the right things. And then, you know, we're playing a lot. Like our bench has been mostly Academy players and these mm-hmm. kids are coming on and they do not look out of place at the USL level. So when I see 16, 17, 18 year old Academy players out there playing at the same level, I'm like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We have Academy pieces that are actually going to could very well develop into first team players. Like right. the Academy, we just kind of started going in 2013 and so, you know, five years later, we're just now starting to see some of these players come out. And it's that's that is exciting to see our academy. I think it's going to finally start producing a couple of players, you know, here and there in the next couple of years, which is going to be awesome. But <clears throat> they're just getting I think they're just they're, they're going back kind of to the basics and getting yeah. these guys to be consistent at this level, then get results at this level. Yeah. And then start to coach them up to MLS, and I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna significantly improve everything on the team, and especially just being consistent and getting everyone on the same page and building chemistry with all the players that you need to run through this team is gonna help them get better results. Just be, just be more consistent will help them get better results. Right, right. And uh, while you were talking, Mario, he had asked, uh, if J- "How's Jadama been for two two? We, we kind of addressed that a little bit earlier, but he's played all ninety minutes for all three matches and, and has a little, you know, he's probably brought on for a little depth there at, uh, for the main, main squad for Timbers. Cause he's actually signed with the first squad. So yeah, I think he's doing good there. And then, like you said, a lot of younger players also coupled with uh, Mo's experience there. And yeah, I, like I said, what, what, you know, I asked the question earlier and I backed off, so I'll ask it now. Uh, what, what's your kind of overall sense coming into Tulsa on Wednesday, first of a two head, you know, I guess a, to match road trip here in Oklahoma. Are you more confident about that match now than you were, or are you expecting Tulsa to maybe showing up and, and, and kind of exercising some of those demons of the past 12 couple of matches? Well, I think it matters a couple a different, couple of different factors probably going to take precedence on this one. What kind of team do we see? Uh, what what kind of team does does Tulsa bring to the field? You know, do they bring what what they might normally bring, or, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I, I watched the game on Saturday, and I there was a number of things I felt that was unfair to your team, um, but you know, a five nil result, two red guards, that hurts. So, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be like what what which team is Tulsa going to bring? A team that, that you know that they normally can do very well and compete, especially in their home field, or the team that, you know, unfortunately had some things go against them. And, and strangely enough, OC put five goals past you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those things are really weird. I mean, the refs, man. Okay. Really? I want, I want, okay. Thank you for bringing that up because I'll bring that. I'm going to bring that up later, but you're, you have no dog in the fight, so to speak. So did you feel like the well, refereeing was just completely one-sided or is that, or am I drunk and not thinking right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as a neutral observer, there were a couple of things that I was very confused by. Certainly, mm. um, <clears throat> you know, was the ref, the the ref, refereeing outright one-sided? <clears throat> I mean, I can certainly see how it might have been, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was like entirely one-sided. I mm-hmm. just think that the ref didn't really know what the hell he was doing, mm. for the most part, because I watched the replay on that first red and like. 
your your player that got sent off the first time, like the twenty some odd minute, twenty eighth minute, whatever. Yeah, Michael Benz. He, yeah, he got all the ball, and it was and and it was this follow through with his trailing foot that yeah. caught the uh, OC player, you know, and he he kind of he kind of uh, embellished a little bit. I mean, that was a strong yellow for sure. Mm-hmm. I can see in the situation, especially, and, and I try to think about it like replays. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but in live action, like, in you're trying to make a decision to referee, like how bad is it? And I can I can understand that decision. Yeah. But the second the second one, I don't know what happened. Like all of a sudden, like there's nothing going on anywhere in the pitch, anywhere, and a red card just comes out of nowhere. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, um, Riggs Lennon, he you got the. Uh, uh, a red card and 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 the commentator looked like you know Jeremy Poplin had said it looks like he may have punched him or maybe but I could say they were kind of kind of um and um I'm demonstrating this you can't see this but you know he had his elbows <laughs> uh yeah hey watch this but and it looks like he was kind of elbowing him pretty high but like at a chest level I didn't see anything you know go to the face maybe it was just we we're so far out that he maybe rabbit punched him and I didn't know it but yeah he turned around blew the play dead threw the red card, and Riggs was just like, what the heck was that? I mean, he didn't really protest it a lot, so I don't know. Maybe he got him before. I I have no idea. I, I was We were just as puzzled as you are. Like, what the heck was that? And, and it happened right in front of the supporter section. And all, we were all scratching our heads and going, "What? I, we don't know what that was. So, yeah, it beats me. And maybe he said something, and, you know, sometimes that happens. He'll say something or – you know, I, I who knows? I only the ref really knows why he gave that red. Um, so, so then, so yeah, I mean, it's it's all, I don't know. It's it's really it is really hard to tell. Like I again, even in the games that I watch where I'm invested in a team, like whether I'm watching Liverpool play or the Timbers play or the Thorns or T2 or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, I try I try my best to be a objective when it comes to referee calls like mm-hmm. okay i can see where he's coming from but i disagree but i i'm going to politely disagree with you sure and then there's sometimes where it's just like i'm going to throw my beer and i'm going to cuss at you <laughs> <laughs> that happened a little but bit I try in to, our I try section, to keep, by the way <laughs> i know i try to keep those as few and far between as possible you know I'll just sure. try to keep keep my eyes up but <clears throat> you know and, and it happens and some of these refs still need more experience is the nice way i'm going to put it sure. <laughs> yeah so so like I said, going back to, you know, like, like, what do I, how do I feel this game T2 facing it again? It's going to depend on which kind of Tulsa team comes out. You know, I, I'm not going to, the referee, refereeing situation is completely out of, out of anyone's control. Sure. And <clears throat> the other thing is going to be is like, what, what type of T2 team shows up? Right. The, does a team who, who stayed focused for a full 90 minutes in Colorado show up? Or is it going to be one of the teams that can fall asleep for either five minutes and get punished? 30 minutes and get punished or literally fall asleep for any number of minutes and get punished. Yeah. So that's going to be <clears throat> kind of the key. Now, I don't know how key, uh, uh, cause I don't, I'm not too familiar with the team, but I don't know how key, uh, of those two players that got red cards are particularly to your attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I feel strong, strongly that our defense is significantly improved outside of the, monarchs match and again all three of those goals came from set pieces so right. hopefully Tulsa's practicing their set piece this hmm. on this next training session <laughs> <laughs> um but i think outside of that i mean i think we have a, a fairly strong defense you know 
um, as long as everybody stays awake and focused, I think they can they can do very well there in holding, you know, Tulsa to probably one, maybe zero goals. I don't know, but one goal. And then again, they they're gonna have to make sure that they're on though. They can't fall asleep because if they fall asleep, you know, I think a three year old could go out there and punish them. For how, <laughs> you know, just because they, they, I mean, when they when when T two falls asleep, they snooze yeah. i mean you could literally anyone could score on these guys when they fall asleep and lose focus and it's pretty awful yeah so that's going to be kind of the biggest thing for me to be watching is making sure that they stay on and then you know they've improved one goal in the first game one goal in the second game two goals in the second game you know if they can keep that up and get you know two goals i would say if t2 can score three they've probably got three points in this match i would say if they get two they would have three points in this match um you, you, know, you feel your attack's not gonna be there well you know that was a question here in live chat folks are asking is where is our attack well so juan perez was is our striker he's coming off an injury and then riggs lennon was kind of our sub striker he's a left back but he subbed in as a striker and he got the red card so unless we have some chicago guy coming up that i'm not aware of um now, there's always rumors that they're coming, but I haven't seen anyone outside of Stephon Cleveland, um, you know, who's a goalkeeper. But right now, I, I'm not seeing, you know, unless something there's news tomorrow that we get somebody. But uh, that's well, the a thing. Great... The thing with Chicago is, um, is they got a lot of players injured. Yes, they do, and that's that's the kind of thing with being like an affiliate or and even a two team. I mean, especially mm-hmm. a two team. Like the first team always takes priority. Oh, absolutely. Their their players. Always take priority. So, you know, if if you have a team that's got a lot of injuries, like we had last season with T two, or I mean, with with the, the Timbers, um, you know, like then then the the well kind of dries up. Yeah. And and the other thing with that first match against S two, I mean, that was as strictly a T two team as you could potentially get, because mm-hmm. almost everybody that was that was a first team player stayed in town, and I you know and Coach uh, Gio Savarese had like a scrimmage with all the players was kind of like, Hey, um, play for your position. Like mm. this is the first two losses are just unacceptable. So play for your position and kind of had like, it sounded like a coming to God moment with some of those guys. So yeah. we only really had Jeremy Ababasi, I think uh, Jadama in that first game. And that was it. Yeah. Um, and everybody else. And, and on the field was T2 players. The entire bench was Academy players. Mm. So it, even, even that, I mean, that's was an even more impressive fact that, that, are strictly strictly our T two players and academy players played S two off the pitch. You know that that was a big another big reason why I was really excited about that. And but we've gotten more loans as the games have progressed. Yeah, you know players that have that are going to be like, well, you're, it looks like your minutes are going to probably be with T two. So we're getting some more players. That Foster Langsdorf, our newest homegrown player, got forty five minutes against um, Real Monarchs. Um, he didn't didn't uh, shower himself in glory, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know it's he's, it's his first professional minutes, I think. So got to give him a lot more a lot more time to, to to develop and grow but we'll be we'll be seeing a lot more you know low knees and stuff as the season goes i think yeah as long as players stay healthy but but yeah i mean if chicago is as injured as they are it wouldn't surprise me that they you don't guys don't have anybody coming down right now oh that's that's just really unfortunate <laughs> oh it's man it's the reality of the yeah yeah you're right it is. Agreement. yeah it is what it is you know and, and we're even you know I guess lower priority. You know, we're not preferred stock. We're common stock because we just affiliate. You're not like an owner affiliate club. But as that's is what it is, and you know, if you adjust and move on. But 
Well, yeah. that's well, that's good. And uh, I, I do have one last question before we cut you loose here and let you get back to your yeah. evening. Uh, Las Vegas, are they for real, or is this just is this all a meme and we're just living this crazy fantasy <laughs> world right now? <laughs> we're living a long oh dream or something. I don't know. So, well, first of all, okay, what I'm going to tell you and tell everybody out there: mm-hmm. if you don't listen to the USL show, you got to listen to the USL Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Totally. Because, I mean, I, if you want to listen to play the kids and, and listen to me talk about T2, fantastic. But with, at least with the USL show, you talk about everything relevant, you know, even with Tulsa and Oklahoma City. But on the show, specifically talking about Las Vegas Lights, um, Evan, he, I think, described them as the best the best way I think anyone has described Las Vegas. They are essentially a performance art piece. <laughs> it's an interpretive that, dance. It, it's 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 like it's a performance art piece that interprets soccer yeah. and and i think that's what it is and and it blows my mind like that that they can play as well as they can sure. first of all but but it's like if if you watch their home games the their quote-unquote mascot cash uh which is basically an elvis look-alike and and a stuffed Elvis lookalike. How cliche that. is that, right? Riding a motorcycle. I mean, their their some of their their stuff at home is literally insane. I mean, it started with the kits, and I was like, "That's that's whoa, man." I mean, the black I guess is okay, and then they flip it up, and there's an emoji face underneath. And I'm like, "All right, you're done." Right. And then, but they they just and then llamas happened, and then this cash guy, and then like the craziness that occurs in their home games. It's like what are they even for real yeah and it and it blows my mind but it's entertaining as all get out man. oh for sure yeah <laughs> i thought i think you hit and, it on the head that you've described it very well and it's almost like the marketing department's like you have an infinity budget so have fun make people come to matches and people show I don't, I don't even i don't even think it's an infinity budget i think it was literally a soccer team designed by a marketing team right yeah 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 that, that's what it was but but there's so much chaos in their home games. Like I I I think that they will do fantastic at home this season, for two reasons. One, it's madness there, absolute madness and oh, chaos, yeah. and teams are part and go there going, what in the flipping hell is going on? <laughs> and then two, come the summertime, I don't care if they play at ten or eleven o'clock at night. It is going to be balls hot down there. I mean, oh, I've sure. been to Vegas. Did we lose you again? Man. Hey, Alex. Hey, everybody. Uh, Looks like Kevin just went to law. Man, we're, we're getting to conspiracy theories. Maybe it's the UFOs. I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, oh, hey, Dan. Sorry, bud. Uh, let me see if we can get back. Uh, we're just wrapping up, so maybe it's one more question and probably finish off this question here, and we'll probably be finished here. But uh, give me one moment here and uh we'll try to get back kevin hang on one second would like to the one tulsa game i watched this season uh, was the one against oc Mm -hmm. so if they want to just blame that entire result on me i'm (laughs) quite happy that i will absolutely take that blame 100 percent, totally fine and and maybe i shouldn't watch tulsa games i don't know (laughs) because i mean i'm going to i'm gonna watch the next one though t2 is gonna play so yeah we'll see how that goes maybe maybe if it goes the same way maybe i will have to make sure i don't watch tulsa games 
Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't. Yes. I, I don't. I don't think that's <clears throat> probably the reason why. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Uh, I appreciate. We we appreciate it. But uh, no, I, that's. I know how fans are. So again, if people <laughs> want to blame me, that like, whether there's a reason to or not, that's totally cool. Um, yeah. but yeah, you can find me online. I'm very active on Twitter. Um, K McCamish PDX. You can find me there. Um, I need to be more active on my podcast version of Twitter at PTK Podcast. Um, you can also find us on playthekids.com, and we uh, have an uh, episode out every other Friday, mm-hmm. and looks like this Friday will be our next episode. Okay. So if you guys want to hear how my analysis of however this game on Wednesday is going to go, catch us this Friday, playthekids.com. We are also part of the Beautiful Game Network, um, and you can also find me on the USL show. We're out usually an episode every week on Wednesdays, sometimes more than a week if there's stuff to talk about. I know we did like two episodes a week ago. Mm-hmm. Because we were the uh, media pick to do the USL's Pick'em or something like that with their Nicholas Murray and and their their broadcasting guy, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, catch you can catch my USL show, play the kids, and you can also find me on StumptownFooty.com where I talk about T2 or the Timbers when I cover the Timbers stuff on there because I'm a backup for our managing editor and other contributing editors there. So okay, I'm out there, easy to find me. Uh, lots of hats, man. There's a uh, you know we. Uh, I guess if there was a MLS team out here, I'd probably be covering it too. You know, we have we have the N, you know NPSL and then yeah, just and now NWSL here in town. So uh, lots of soccer coming up in the next few months. It's good stuff. I'm excited about it. So, uh, but hey, Kevin, we'll 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 keep in touch, man. Trade notes, and I'm sure uh, if uh, I always have to have to take the piss on you guys if y'all. On, on the USL show. So, uh, you, you know, I always have to give you guys a hard time. So I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you guys. But Hey, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, good yeah, luck the rest of the way. Him. And, uh, and we'll be in touch soon. All right, Kev. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having All me. Right, you got it, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin McCamish here with uh USL show and uh, play the kids, uh, podcast. Great stuff from Kevin. All right, folks, I'm going to take just a quick break and then, um, we will, uh, have, some analysis of last week's match on and then anything, any questions you guys have, I'd love to answer. We'll also talk Tulsa athletic Fortuna Tulsa. Uh, we'll, we'll talk both clubs here and momentarily. So just give me one second regroup and uh, we'll play some music too. I'm not going to play orange County because that obviously did not work out well for us last time. So we'll come up with some crappy music that not really crappy. All the music I like is good. But just because I like it doesn't mean you will. But that's okay. We'll we'll regroup and then start up on last week's match, and then we'll take a look at the USL. All right, folks. Well, I think it's time we just we we got cut. We've got to cut the sutures and get in there and talk about last week. I know it was um, lots of uh, lots of things going on here in Tulsa. Uh, you know, actually, let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just let's just jump. Actually, let me. Oh, my, my lighting just did something really weird there. That was wild. Okay, you know, let's talk about the other two Tulsa teams, and then we'll talk about last week. How about that? Let's talk some good news, and then we'll we'll jump into last week's match. So, never play it again. So you don't like Lana Del Rey. That's okay. That's fine. Not everybody likes Lana Del Rey. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I played Lana Del Rey to be honest. Okay, so some news from Fortuna Tulsa. And I think, Wayne, if you're still on here, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. 
uh, new signing Rachel Blankenship from University of Tulsa, former Union, another Union player, Anna Beffer. Union just putting out uh, really good soccer players, of course, men's and women's for that matter. Uh, I think they were just in a tournament in Colorado a couple weeks ago. So, again, good football, good football, good football and soccer school. Uh, and uh, she will be – she's a midfielder. I had all sorts of records over at University of Tulsa. So, again, uh, Wayne and the guys, Coach Donovan, Bradford, you know, getting the, getting some good signings there. Another uh, local talent, of course. Actually, she's not union. I, I said that wrong. She's not union. So, anyway, um, Rachel Blankenship there, midfielder. Uh, and Donovan Bradford, Coach Donovan Bradford, is getting his or working on his USSF A license. So good stuff there, getting certified uh, with the NWSL team here in Tulsa, the uh, Fortuna Tulsa, which will start their season. I believe that will be on Memorial Day weekend, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend at University of Tulsa Stadium. So great stuff there. And I believe we've got another player signing tomorrow. So we'll we'll have some more news in that regard coming soon, in 24 hours, I guess, less than 24 hours. Also, something you guys, uh, Roughneck fans, Tulsa Athletic fans, that are excited about, I think anyone that's a fan of soccer in Tulsa with the signing of Brady Ballou to Tulsa Athletic. Uh, you know, he's busy with his new company for his new um, new business, Press Yoga Cafe. Uh, down in downtown, and they've got that going on. I know I'm trying to get him for an interview. He's like, hey, I'm available for like two minutes on Thursday between the hour. And I'm like, dude, just dude, just get to back, get back to work. Don't worry about it. So I'd like to get him on sometime, so we may have to do like a lunch episode or something. But anyway, good stuff. Uh, Tulsa Athletic getting Brady Ballou. Uh, talk about a team, you know, local ties, local roots. On the NWSL side, they will be starting their season, and I believe that's May 9th, I believe. It's their first match of the season. Just thumbing through here. Yeah, they play on Sunday, so that's actually May 6th on Sunday afternoon. So all their matches, home matches are at Sunday afternoon with uh, with uh, the, uh, yeah, with uh, Brady and, and um Tulsa Athletic. So that they're going to set up a modular stadium. I don't know if that was announced or if that was – I don't know if we talked about that last time. But they're basically starting from the grassroots. And uh, and they'll be kind of working their way from the bottom up on, on this little stadium there at Memorial at Veterans Park there on 21st and I believe that's Boulder, 21st and Boulder. But anyway, good stuff there. So we'll have so much soccer going on. I'll have a new kid here. I'll be busier than a one-armed paper hanger. I can guarantee you that. Um, so if you see me, I may be out there at the push with a uh, stroller and one kid running around like a wild man. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's all good. Okay, so want to fast forward to uh, – okay, so a couple questions. If there's a, a tailgate on Wednesday, there will not be a tailgate on Wednesday. Nero, you can – chime in there but uh, I believe a lot of folks are meeting at um, at uh, Elgin Park before the match so probably not the tailgate scenario seen there just a lot of you know a lot of folks getting off work midday match or midweek match pretty hard to get all that set up and, uh, but anyway I think Josh those folks can uh, 
yeah, but yeah, yeah, have a kiddo uh, here in about four weeks, baby number two, 19 month old, and I'll have a new one here in about a month. So, yeah, I'm busy. I, I'll just be probably busy chasing them around to be honest. But we'll get soccer in there. No, somehow we'll get it in there. I don't need sleep. Who needs sleep? It's overrated. Anyway, um, so all right, let's talk about it. Let's. I put it off long enough. Let's talk about the rough next. Okay, so obviously Kevin on uh, Portland Timbers two is going to be a challenge, no question. I think I don't think they're as good as what we've seen with Orange County or the Monarchs, but a challenge nevertheless. And I think that um, you know, okay, so obviously there was a lot of folks that were you know generally upset and after the result on Saturday. Uh, you know, I think, you know, in the worst-case scenario, I think we thought we'd maybe have a point or two by now, maybe three points, maybe a win in that last one. But as it happened, you know, we Orange County, a little bit better than we thought. Even I thought, that, oh, they're pretty good, and that's going to be a hard match. But I thought somehow we'd either get manage to get a draw or manage to get a win somehow. Orange County's come in here before and you know in a pretty good form and we've taken care of business. Didn't happen this Saturday. So you know, you know, Kevin even mentioned maybe the refing went against us a little bit. The Ben's foul might have been a little harsh. Riggs foul, who knows? Maybe there was a punch thrown in there. Maybe he gets multiple you know, multiple cities or multiple cities, multiple games, matches, uh, banned. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think there's two things in my mind. Obviously, the play on the field was not very good. And then whatever unfortunate refing or whatever happened against us just compounded the issue. And maybe... The team needed that. And what I mean is sometimes you have to have that, you know, that come to Jesus moment or that defining moment on a team when everyone goes, okay, we've got to do something different. We have, and, and I don't know what that thing is. Maybe it's, you know, some, uh, someone stepping up and being a leader. Maybe that's someone stepping up and scoring goals. Or, or and you don't want to see hero ball. You don't want to see... You know, um, you don't want to see just everyone doing their own thing. And something that was encouraging today, at least from my perspective, was there was a team had gone out and did like a, went out to the racetrack at BA. I think they had that racing, the indoor racing. So that tells me, oh, they're trying to have a little cohesion, a little, little camaraderie. And I think that's good because – you're not we're not seeing it on the pitch right now and like i said it could be a result of just the fact we played some good teams so far and you're playing in oklahoma city yeah they're a little down whatever but still winning in oklahoma city is tough and that's something i mean we did it last year but it was that was rare uh, for this franchise to get victories in oklahoma city so i think um i think that and that's just my opinion and me trying to see it as as a, ha- a glass half 
bull situation. Just, just I'm just kind of a positive person, so maybe I'm out in left field. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know, these guys they're all they're all professionals and they're all ballers and they all play. And obviously, something Coach Vod saw in them that got them to Tulsa. And whether they're using Tulsa as a stepping stone or or whatever the case is, they still have plenty to play for. This is only game three of the season. You know, I mean, we're talking. I know in all of our minds and all of our inside of in our hearts and our minds, we this feels like 2016. But I, I don't. I hope it's not. But it's it's too early to give up. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone would say, "Okay, we're done here, and it's we're going to mark, we're going to write this off." It's still early enough to where people, players, team. Everyone can go, okay, we've got to try something new here. And so we have the match Wednesday, then a huge break. The next match will be on the 18th of April. So that is, you know, two weeks away. And you have, well, actually 17 days away till the next match. Actually, there's a match Saturday. No, yeah, that's the next match is the 18th at Fresno. And then you go on a road trip. So you have now till then, and whatever happens on Wednesday, to fix whatever it is that needs to be fixed. And I can't tell you tactically what it is. I'm, I'm not a tactical. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. There's people in the live chat know more about tactics than than I do. But you know, just from a team cohesion, a team perspective, you have a lot of time to get things fixed. And maybe that is. You know, by the 18th, you'd have a couple of guys from Chicago. Yeah, we've got Stephon Cleveland, but, you know, he's a goalkeeper, and we've already, you know, we got depth there. But maybe you see a couple of guys come down here. You know, there's always rumors of Baccaro. Um, a couple of other guys have been – names have been thrown around, but, you know, haven't seen anything announced, like I was mentioning to Kevin. So maybe you get some of these guys. Maybe they get healed up a little bit in Chicago, and then we get some of these – younger players, these, these drafty-type players that, that come down and that can make a difference and provide that debt for us, for here in Tulsa. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I just I just feel like it's just way too early. And, yeah, obviously Saturday went sideways. Obviously a lot of fans were frustrated after the match. Well, rightfully so. I, I mean, it... it it was just, it just was a meltdown, uh, and, and things just went against you. Everything just went wrong. But I think there's just plenty of time to right the ship. And I expect a team of professionals and coaching staff that got you a playoff win or a, to the playoffs last year from a from a season where you know you didn't have anything to. You know, 2016, 2017, you're in the playoffs. I just have a hard time believing 2017, 2018, you're going to fall off the planet. I just that just doesn't that just doesn't seem right to me. And yeah, we've had new players, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just I I don't I that I just don't reconcile that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I could be dead wrong. I don't know. Uh, but I, I like to believe that the team will get together and make make a season out of it. Now, if we're six, seven games down the season, 
and we don't see that, then I think, you know, the, the past, the, the optimism can start waning, but you know, right now it's too early. I think it's just too early, even though the results have been, have not gone our way at all. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I think anyone, any, anybody else have takes, I know there's a few folks that are ready to, to, you know, cut bait, but, uh, you know, I think it's just too early and we'll, we'll see. And, you know, Wednesday could go against Tulsa, get zero points on Wednesday. I mean, it's a real possibility, but I don't think that's going to change my mind. I, I, yes, this weekend I said, okay, if we don't get a point against T- Timbers 2, then okay, it's time to hit the panic button. But I think we had this long, we, the team, I guess, has a long layoff between that match to think about it and to get it right before playing at Fresno and going on that road trip against Fresno and Sacramento. And then you got Open Cup after that. So anyway, maybe agree, disagree, I don't know. That's just kind of my point oh two on the matter. Um, you know, it's but you don't want to on, on the flip side, you don't want to get down. You don't want to give up too many games between you don't want to give everybody four games ahead of you. You know, you don't want to give everyone four games. And I think you start questioning whether making the playoffs would be a real possibility. But all you got to do is win a few games, get a few results, and you're right back in the mix. It doesn't take much. It's it's odd. It's You get two or three – you get on a two or three-game winning streak. You know, you get a draw on the road. Maybe somebody else is supposed to beat you. You get a draw against them. Get a victory here and there. Still one on the road. You're right in the mid. You're back in the mix. It doesn't take much, but you don't want to get too far behind. And that's something that happened to us in 2015. We just got too far behind too early. But anyway, so that's kind of my uh, my take on it all. And uh, maybe maybe it keeps one or two people from panicking too much and. Listen, Saturday afternoon I was like, okay. All right, I'm let's let's just let's 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 move on. Let's oh gosh, it's it's bad and it's really bad, but you know, after if I had a few nights of sleep on it, think about it a little bit more, you know, that's kind of where I am with it. And maybe you know, that I think just maybe not being the just taking the fan element out of it and just looking at it from a try to be objective as you can on that, but anyway, um so that, and then also Las Vegas getting the result. We'll, we'll kind of go step away, and then we'll kind of take a big picture look here. We have the Las Vegas with the fighting Elvis impersonators. I don't know what's going on there, but they got the win against Swelt Park, which was a shock to me. Um, also, we had, speaking of picks and pickums, um, we had Joseph Pugh and uh, Ricky. At first, I thought you guys tied, but Ricky actually won. Ricky is actually under the weather tonight, so he we're going to have to rain check his appearance on the podcast. But we will have him on, and we'll, I'll go ahead and upload the uh, or upload. I'll, I'll I'll post the pickums for next week. And go ahead while you're at it, everyone that's participating, go ahead and give me all your picks and not just the Wednesday matches because we had a few folks not give their weekend picks and they had their the Wednesday picks, but not the weekend. So go ahead and give them to me all, just so you don't forget. 
because I forget. I almost didn't do it myself, and I'm doing the competition or the, or I'm doing, I'm like hosting it. So, uh, as it was, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's make sure you get all those picks in because I like to see those. And then plus, I can have a chance to come on the podcast or we'll, we'll figure something out. But anyway, um, so the USL. Yeah, we had that, and then Timbers, you know, obviously getting knocked off by the Monarchs last week, 4-2. They actually made it, it came back and made it 3-2 at one point, and then Monarchs got another goal. Uh, Interestingly enough, that Beard guy who scored against Tulsa last Saturday scored against Toronto FC on this past Saturday for the first team. So maybe we played a pretty good team a couple Saturdays ago. Maybe more room to be optimistic here, folks. Anyway, um, a few other matches. You know, it's really interesting. Only two people picked Las Vegas out of our pickums. I think we had eight people pick. Only two people actually picked Vegas. I I've, I've been waiting on them to collapse, but I, maybe they're for real. Who knows? Uh, we had St. Louis get the victory against Switchback. Switchbacks have only had three points through their first. Three matches, I believe. Um, Phoenix Rising getting the victory against Reno off of a PK. Asante with the PK got was the difference in that one. Rio Grande Valley and Sacramento was a really good game. I caught the very end of it. I started watching the 80th minute. So I watched Rio Grande go up 2-0. And then Sacramento Republic come back from 2-0 down to tie it up. Really, really great game. Uh, unfortunately, Joseph uh, got the bad result in Fresno, 2-1. Energy lose to Fresno FC at Fresno. Fresno is now 2-0 in their last two matches. Victories against Seattle Sounders 2 and Oklahoma City Energy. Juan Pablo Caffa, crying face emoji, scored in that one. <sighs> We're going to miss that guy, aren't we? I was afraid so, but it is what it is. And then, of course, we'll bid week matches with uh, Orange County. I think we talked about these Orange County and and the Fresno matches. But if we didn't, I think I already did. So we're covered. Uh, let's see here. Nashville, we can talk a little bit about the East Coast. I don't pay much attention, but a few matches. Red Bulls, two, getting to a victory over Charleston Battery, 5-2. Nashville getting the road win against Bethlehem still. 1-0 there. Louisville City getting the big win against Tampa Bay Rowdies, 1-0. Uh, the other match was Cincinnati on the road at Indy 11, getting the victory 1-0 there. That's a really big result for both FC Cincinnati and Louisville FC. So we, I think the East is going to be really good, guys. Really good. And I think those are the only other notable matches. But this week we have a few coming up. We'll talk about those. Um, obviously, window, Wednesday, oh, wow. Wednesday matches Tulsa and Portland Timbers 2. Salt Park Rangers hosting Colorado Springs switchbacks. Still waiting on the switchbacks to turn it on. Still waiting on them. Saturday, we have uh, Cincinnati hosting at Louisville City. That'll be a good one. And let's see, North Carolina FC and Indy 11. The old uh, NESL teams going at it. 
Speaking of NASL, Rowdy's hosting Ottawa Fury. Switchbacks hosting Rio Grande Valley. Oklahoma City Energy hosting the Portland Timbers 2. So the Timbers 2 in Oklahoma. Doing the Oklahoma road trip. Nashville hosting Charlotte. St. Louis hosting Fresno. That's going to be an interesting match. Hmm. I don't know. I was just thinking of my pick em. Who am I going to pick in that match? It's at St. Louis. But anyway, San Antonio hosting Swope Park. That would be a really good match. Orange County hosting Los Dos. Phoenix Rising Monarchs. That would be a good one. Sacramento Republic hosting a Sounders 2. There's a couple of Sunday matches, which are all East Coasters. Who cares? All right. So some good matches this weekend, guys. Great matches all the way around. Um, so, you know, even if no matter what, ha- no matter what happens here in, 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 in T-Town, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on everything. All right. So, uh, hey, everybody joining in. I think Angela. Hi. How are you? Hi, Angela and Angela. Lots of Angelas. Big soccer fans there. So, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, lots, uh, lots of soccer going on, guys. You know, anybody, any, any particular questions over here? Yeah, Indy 11 having a really nice crowd. I think 18,000 there uh, at, I think it was the same place that the Indianapolis Colts play. Uh, Lucas Stadium, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's uh, great crowds there, of course. It always kind of comes back to the to the um, the argument of, of attendance, and I think it ultimately is because we're all interested to see if this is growing or not. I think we're all kind of invested interest in this, you know. Yeah, Lucas Oil Field, thank you. Um yeah, I mean Cincinnati has some fans there. I'm not. I don't think it's too far of a road trip for Cincinnati to Indianapolis. I think it's only like three, four hours away. So that's a good little road trip up there in the upper Midwest. But yeah, good crowds. I like to see that. I wish uh, you know we had a little bit of that here on the West Coast. I know West Coast or in the Midwest and the in the West Western Division, we do have you know good crowds out in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it's just it's just it's finding that zeitgeist, right? Just it's that niche. It just works out in those those larger mid market locations. You know, I wonder, you know, if there's a brand new stadium in Tulsa or a brand new stadium in Oklahoma City, would we see those kind of crowds? I don't know. Uh, you know, if it's at MLS, maybe. It's, you know, who knows? It's one of those things that always or always a question back in my mind. It's like, would we? See that here replicated somehow. I mean, I'm not talking about like when Drogba comes to town. I'm talking about just normal, you know, just a normal team that comes to town or normal team, normal USL type pro program. But anyway, we'll maybe we'll find out someday. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, we will see about making another episode this week as the. You know, as the uh, as the team or as the as the week progresses, since there's not another match on Saturday, I don't know if we'll have another podcast. We'll probably just push it to next week. Um, we'll have another one next, week. even though there's not a match going on. We still have a lot of things going on Tulsa soccer related, so we'll go ahead and, and probably have another one next week. And 
and maybe we can get a couple players on, a couple of guys, maybe coach or somebody come on, and and then we'll also have a, maybe some Tulsa athletic uh, news, and and we'll, you know we'll get some more uh, interviews lined up for next week. So anyway, we'll still talk soccer. And, you know, there there's so many good matches coming up in the USL. There's uh, there's just so much to talk about and discuss, and I mean, we haven't even talked about EPL or MLS in quite a while. I mean, Arsenal got a big victory. So it's that against the ferocious Stoke City Stokers. I don't know what they are, but got the big win against those guys. A couple PKs, a couple nice goals there. You take them as you can get them, guys. If you're an Arsenal fan, you don't take things for granted. You just accept it, get some good news, just move on. Just enjoy it and then move on. But anyway, uh, well, that's uh, that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Great stuff here. Uh, always enjoy the live chat, live fo- you guys inter- interacting and having a good time. Uh, somebody asked about the wine. Uh, there is wine. It's over there off the screen a little bit. Maybe we'll – I don't know if you can see that box. See that box? Right there, that's it. Right there. Boop. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have some here in a minute. So, <laughs> box wine because I'm such a classy girl, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, guys, appreciate you. Oh yeah, Champions League is uh, is that this week too? Is that coming up? I can look it up. Maybe Champions League. I know. Oh, if you haven't had a chance to watch Laton's goal, you need to do that. Number one. I think everyone in this chat and everyone at listening to this podcast probably has watched it about 20 times by now. But you need to watch it again just for good measure. Yeah, so it's this week. So Bayern Munich, Sevilla. They're Sevilla hosting Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich's a favorite. No shocker there. Juventus and Madrid. Liverpool, Man City. So we got the EPL teams and the Barca, Roma, and Okay, okay, so Barcelona. Okay, so, yeah, we're in the quarters now. So we have – ah, that's good. I mean, my picks, I'll just say Bayern Munich. Ah, man, Juventus Madrid. I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, I think City's going to advance out of, off Liverpool. I just think uh, City's really good. But Liverpool's playing better than they are right now, so who knows. And Barca should get past Roma. And finally, okay, you know what, Juventus. I'm going to go Juventus over Madrid. Mild upset. We'll go with that. Those are my – hey, don't ever take my picks. You should do the opposite of what I do because you'll win money like you saw my pickums this last week. We're awful. I only had two teams actually make it. Two of my picks actually work out. So, you know, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just have to – Oh yeah, Arsenal and Keska is playing this week. So okay, we can we can talk a little. Let's 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 go over. Let's just real quick since we've got a little bit of time here. We'll talk Europa. I always forget Europa is even like going on, but I shouldn't. It's just um, it's just I forget. Like oh yeah, it's going on at the same time as as the uh, Champions League. I think there's still like 16 teams left, isn't there? Well, I just got denied. What the heck? 
Ah, okay. I just got denied access to UEFA Champions League? What? What kind of internet is this? Anyway, so I guess we're not going to... That's so weird. Like, is is this the fair play or whatever it is, the uh, internet where you can't, you can only get onto certain internet websites, you have to pay? Is that already happening? Can't happen now, can it? That's so weird. Like I said, forbidden. You cannot come to, it's like, dude, it's UEFA.com slash UEFA Europa League. I mean, that's pretty basic stuff, right? That's not like some some like bootleg like bob tv.com slash like Azabajani. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, it, what I'm saying is it's like a normal website. That should not be, I should not be able to like not get on that website. It's not like I'm on like my work computer or anything either. So weird. But anyway, um, I can find the the draws here. So, yeah, so we're playing Casca Moscow. Uh, Arsenal is. If somebody wants to pin those over here. Okay, let's see. Yeah, I guess so. UEFA blacklisted me. That's so weird. Jake Edwards, ugh, why are you shutting me down, man? Why are you keeping the man down? Come on. Come on, Jake from State Farm. That is so weird. I have no idea what that. Okay. It's I didn't like mispronounce it, did I, or mistype it? Did I? I mean, jeez, it's weird. Okay. I'm puzzled, guys. Maybe maybe they're pulling my sponsorship or something. They didn't like the way I announced the uh, my fiber, my AT&T fiber network. Okay, so we have a re- here. We go. All right, we're good now. So Lazio, Salzburg, Atletico, Sporting, CP, uh, and then Arsenal and Keska Moskva, and Leipzig and Marseille. So actually, we're in the quarterfinals as well. So it'll be a two-leg situation there, and I guess the next one will be in two weeks, right? Or three weeks, two weeks. So, anyway, go Arsenal. We're going to, we're going to Chelsea our way, or no, Manchester United our way into the into Champions League next year. That's the only way we can make it, guys. That's it. It's our only option. We got to win Europa to make it. Now, that's our. That's it. That's it. That's the way. That's the way Arsenal's going to keep his job, as if though his job is actually at stake. Let's be real, y'all. That dude, that dude, that dude is like, um, who was at that play? That was a coach of the Knicks. He was awful. Except actually, Arson's good. He's a good coach, but um, he was an NBA player. Played for the Pistons. Anyway, he was like the coach of the Knicks, and he was awful. And it's like, man, this guy knows where like people hit dead bodies at because that's the only way. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only way you can still be coaching the Knicks. But anyway. Uh, the Atleti team, yeah, Atleti, yeah. They they've always been pretty good. <clears throat> Past ten years, they've been a very good 
club. So yeah, you see them in there. You don't, you don't approach them lightly for sure. And maybe that's who's going to win it all is that lady. But anyway, so lots of European soccer coming up high level now that the the friendlies are over and all that stuff. But anyway, so yeah, lots of soccer. We've got we'll have so much to talk about next week. But that's gonna be next week. I gotta cut loose here, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for all the chat, all the all the love on social media. Please feel free, like, subscribe on the Facebook page as well as bgn.fm on the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Find me on those outlets. Also, we have great other podcasts on BGN. Come on down, uh, give them a listen, give them a like, subscribe. I appreciate the love for you guys. Thanks for all the, the like spikes going on right now. Appreciate you guys and gals. Till next week or till Wednesday for some of you. See you later. God bless. Take care. Peace.